Welcome back to the podcast of the Galactic Heroes, everybody. Um, not quite space, but uh, <laughs> it's still they places. Went to, they went to a type of space, a adjective space, a, <laughs> hmm, a cyber space, maybe? Perhaps. They, they mention outer space. They do. Oh, my God. All right, these episodes go all over the place, and I am yeah. still reeling from the fact that the first episode today, which it is, um, what is the official numbering? It's 30, 31, 32, 33? Yes. 30 is the one, yeah. We did yeah. 30 through 32 okay. today. Um, the first episode, which I will begin with here, uh, feels like it could have been a four-parter as opposed to <laughs> the gods, which felt like it very much could have been a one-parter. Yeah. So uh, We'll probably take yeah. the longest time on this just because... There's so There's a much. lot to deconstruct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it starts out and it's like, uh, I believe it's zero, zero, 009 and three just in, in a field, dreaming about being in a field, having a great time, loving loving them, loving each other in roses or whatever. Nine is like, and well, just, how did I get here? <laughs> this is not my beautiful house, but uh, so yep, they're going me. into maybe asking how I domed, got here. <laughs> so the whole team is driving into this big domed future city um this very like c lab 2021 but above ground looking ass yep. city more or less is it not just called futurtopia or something no it's computopia, computopia. computopia. <laughs> a fantastic Which late way? 90s electronic store <laughs> yep. i was gonna say is is it not like was there actually a computopia there had to be right <laughs> almost there certainly someplace there was a computopia there's like one location in austin texas yeah yes. uh, okay <laughs> so they're going in here um we find we meet a professor i guess and this man is all beard he's just <laughs> this man he's is just beard almost a furry which makes yeah. the next episode even weirder this is the furry the sam episodes for cyborg series year nine we have now hit furry we should describe Dr. Eckerman as his name is. Uh, he just looks like a kind of small scientist dude, kind of like Gilmore is. But, like, instead of having a beard or, like, a big nose or whatever the fine feature, his entire face just looks like it's fur. Yeah. Yep. Like he's, from, he's just a fluff ball. Yeah, from the top of his head to the bottom of his chin, it's just fluff. Like, you can't see any skin. So he looks kind of like a weird, I don't know, Pokemon or something. <laughs> it looks like you put, like, a... Uh... Like a like a schnauzer in a uh, in a in a lab coat. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's very much like a dog dressing up like a professor. It's very ridiculous. Um, so they introduce them to the future city, and hello, this is. I can't remember. Do they talk about the Sphinx myth here and like introduce talking about yeah, the Sphinx? Yeah, like the super cliff notes version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, long story short, this entire city is incredibly futuristic. It's Computopia, and it's run by the most compu of computers, which is the Sphinx, which is a Thanks. computer that's so elaborate it can experience human emotions, I uh -oh. guess. So it's no, no, it's better than humans. Well, Dr. Eckman says it's like yeah. it's better than humans. Computers make no mistakes and everything. It's and a god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he repeatedly once again goes into it's a god. It thinks like a god. It's perfect. It's not like a human. It's like a god. Is that good? And everyone's like, 
<laughs> After what they just dealt with, everyone's like, oh, god damn it again. Like, I think four immediately is like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, he says that, and then Eckerman gets really mad. It's like, it was designed to last a thousand years. And Gilmore's like, no, shut up, four. We're here on vacation. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's really funny, though, because four is like, oh, you know, but people don't break down. And I'm like, I'm 30. I'm 30, and my whole body is failing me. People break down. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you get turned into a robot at like 28. <laughs> You're just like, oh, fine. my body's fine forever. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Yeah. If you turned 30, you would have known. Your neck would just start hurting. You'd be like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> like, back gives out. You spent a whole day yep. in bed. <laughs> oh, God. Why? Do my wrists hurt today? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Then they're all like taking turns. He's like, I want the Sphinx to know you personally. So they take turns scanning their fingerprints one at a time, I guess. This scene and, goes uh, on way too long. Yeah, he makes them it honorary does. citizens, and apparently that means fingerprints for background checks or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the thing is, the, the one moment right away is 004 has what happened in a literal automated identification and data capture class I had to take in college. The professor was missing, like, one of his fingers and, like, uh, like half of another one of his fingers like he, like he had the first knuckle and a little bit past it but that was it mm-hmm. and 004 literally does that problem he just like puts his hand down on it and it's like there's no fingerprints he's like yeah my hand's just a gun he slaps his gun <laughs> hand down and he's like got him He's one, like, yeah, uh, sorry, I don't thing. have fingerprints. They're on my gloves that I carry around. I yeah. carry around skin, skin to gloves. wear over my hands. Is that good? <laughs> Aside from that, it's also funny because Seven doesn't want to do the fingerprint thing because apparently he says he has a criminal history, which is... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm scanning my fingerprints and I'm not arrested for once. Wow. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> So uh, then as soon as three goes up and scans her fingerprints, instead of shooting out the normal green or red light, it shoots a bright pink light (gasps) across the entire room and the computer freaks out. I immediately wrote in my notes, oh, Jesus, is the machine falling in love? Is that what we're doing today? We and sure news, everybody, is. We immediately went, that computer got horny. <laughs> computer horny? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. The computer got so horny, the monorail outside broke. <laughs> <laughs> they comment on that. <laughs> Sir, so, the monorail has some, flux, some speed fluctuations. <laughs> Your robot has a boner, we, sir. You can't. You gave the city a boner. <laughs> yeah, Eckerman orders uh, his scientist buddy to do more unit testing here, so. <laughs> so they're driving around in hover cars in the whatever city. Like, they're even driving around. They're like, mm, there's nothing and no one here. This is just buildings. This Seven is really dog happy shit. Seven looks clam, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so happy to be in his hover car. <laughs> it's a very good picture. I should, I should post it on Twitter when these episodes go up. So the professor turns around for a second and just mentions like, oh, nine and three, you look like a married couple, <laughs> like out of nowhere, yep. you know, just like, oh, wow, it's like you two are in a relationship. That would be a bummer if someone else was interested in three. <laughs> and then a subcar gets launched at nine. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> the first yeah, the one is oh, right, This is four first. This yeah, is the four first. Drops this four the was the one who right said. in front of four and it hits his car. Right, because four was the first of uh, spoilers. Because four was the first person to be like, maybe you shouldn't have a machine that thinks it's God. We've done this one. <laughs> like, hey, that sucks. <laughs> 
Um, and so, yeah, after the subcar gets launched at all of them, they're like, we're going to go talk to that doctor again. And they run back and just have a quick, hey, can't you admit it's a machine and not a god? And he just goes, no, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. It is God, actually. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah, doing a down. bit either. He, yeah, he just straight up, he's like, can't you just admit it is not a god? It's a program you made. And he goes, no, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> There's also a great one where, like, this this monorail car slams directly onto the car that 4 was in. And there's a shot of 9 looking over at it. And it's like, G4, that looks like it was almost trying to hit you. And this is going to continue into this episode. Yeah. It takes 9 a long time. Yeah, it takes, time. like, three or four times for 9 to realize that this shit is not an accident. Which is <laughs> so yeah. funny. My thing is, so like, after- it, it ramps up too fast. Like you kind of like I said, we said earlier it could be like four episodes. You really need some time of the computer being, you know, nice and stable and good before you went into the computers trying to kill us. Straight murder mode. We don't believe in this robot at all. No, (laughs) this thing is terrible. Um, So then, after four berates the doctor for not admitting it's a machine and not a god. Of course, three runs in. Oh, don't be mean to him. Please be nice for which. No, no. <laughs> like his robot just shot a subcar at him. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> like, this is terrible. <clears throat> uh, then there's a scene of uh, I believe it's four and nine. Yeah. Talking like and this is one of the most confusing and lost. It makes sense later on in this series of episodes more than it does in yeah. this episode. Yes. It really does belong two episodes enough. from now. It's kind of foreshadowing yeah. events from two episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically like talks about he's just like, oh, God. Sometimes I'm just thankful to my arm separately, and that's bad. <laughs> I guess he's like being thankful to machines is bad, but I am. But I am. But it's machine. not bad. But I'm gun. <laughs> like it's very wandery and lost, and doesn't again doesn't really come to point until like a few episodes from now. And it's weird yeah. that it's in this episode where there's 20 other things going on at the same <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and like long I think the big thing for was trying to get across here is just like I I understand that machines can be flawed, as I am largely machines. Well, it was also like, that like, am... he thinks that machines don't have emotions, but he realizes himself is mostly machine, and he does have emotions. So it's kind of a contradiction yeah. of his opinion. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like completely conflicted with his own nature, but it, it is a very very confusing. Yeah, thing. It is, he also says something to the effect of like he thinks the Sphinx is angry because he called it a machine, but by saying that it is a machine and it's angry at him implies that the machine has emotion in the first place. Thus, again, being bullshit. a contradiction. Yeah, basically, a lot of this is stupid, and four is grappling with how yes. stupid a lot of this is. <laughs> yeah. There's also a great scene here where three. Puts the doctor, puts furry doctor to bed for whatever reason, because he's very tired. And then she realizes that, like, the computer has the hots for her. That's later, I that's think, the next. That's it? the next scene, yeah. Yeah. It's after the four and nine talk. Yeah. Yeah, because three, she just starts detecting, like, oh, someone's trying to get in my brain. And so, like, nine's like... All right, I'll go look around for you, I guess. Does that help anything? (laughs) The normal nine response of, well, you're kind of here in bed. 
perfectly safe, but still having a bad, should I go outside? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so Nine goes out to look around, I guess, for whoever is invading Three's brain and immediately starts getting attacked by the city itself. Like, it's like throwing cars at him it's throwing subs at like it's all, everything like it the city is falling apart on top of at him <laughs> yeah like a spike he from? got from it, it was like yeah, a, that a was, building thing yeah it's like a spire like building mm-hmm. i think you skipped over the crux of the episode actually three talks to eckerman for a while like in like his uh like dining room or something i think there's intercut with nine getting attacked by the city um, Possibly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But yeah, yeah but that's where she sees the photo of this dude named Carl, who is yeah. the son of Eckerman, and he was yes. a programmer yeah, and this died. Is, yeah, because that, that. Yeah, I mentioned because that's the next line is yeah. yeah, Beard Man has a human son, which I must have just been shook and not taken more complete notes by the revelation <laughs> that this dog was supposed to be a man. Yeah, which yeah. Is, <laughs> Truly wild. But yeah, they reveal that uh, Ecker has a son who looks a lot like a more dweebly nine. Yes. <laughs> like, what if nine was more of a dweeb? Yep. It would look like uh, his son. The city continues to attack nine. Three picks it up in her brain yeah, we also at some learn point. The son died right before the city was completed, which, yeah, uh, I think you know, I think you know where oh, this is right. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be anything. Um, nine immediately declares, I'm going to go solve this on my own. And I believe it was eight, like kind of flies by and he's like, no, we're a team. That's why we have numbers. <laughs> like That's the <laughs> thing we do. We're a team dummy. Uh, he's like, oh, okay. They cut back to the, uh, the base, like the laboratory with the main doctor or whatever. And they're looking through it and they're like, okay, Sphinx won't show us where three is. It is actively refusing to tell us where three is. Is that good? They spend a (laughs) long time here being fooled by it. Like, I don't know if we can trust this computer. Hey, computer, show us images of 003. It's well, also they wild. eventually say, they eventually say, show us where zero zero three is, and it cuts to a like a fountain yeah. with her standing out in front of it, and two flies down, and he's like, she's not at, that she's not here. That's fake. That's not <laughs> no. That's real. And then immediately everyone's like, wait, why would Sphinx be facing where for faking where uh, zero zero three is? And immediately Gilmore's like, oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it finally clicks. Yeah, and he explains it to everybody, and 007 literally, like, yells, he's like, she is a cyberstalker? And it's like, oh, God, yeah, kind of. I believe the phrase powerful, amorous emotions are uh, said here. Yes. <laughs> As is Othello, but the computer version. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I do have an all caps, because what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Two also says, who would have thought a computer would want a girlfriend? <laughs> God. Oh yeah, Gilmore also says the ideal woman that looks like three. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, some reason, right. looks right. exactly was... like three. Like, yeah, okay. Like, the the Sphinx must have a, an, a version of the ideal woman in its mind, and it's three, of course. The ideal woman. Three is the As only woman know. in this show, so it has to be her. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, there's so, a, there's that chick from New York that yelled at two for a while. But she's true. There. True. She, she doesn't exist. She was in a single episode that might as well not exist. <laughs> So Nine continues to explore the city, and after everyone else has realized it but hasn't relayed the message to him, uh, 003 runs up to him and starts like, oh, 009, hugging him, and he's like confused. He's like, what are you doing? 
And then she starts, she has like a split second and says, oh, I need to go. Don't, don't follow after me. I need to leave. I need to leave. And just like starts running away and blows up. <laughs> just like, it is this a truly magnificent scene. scene. Yeah, it is gorgeous of Nine just being like, oh, zero three, where, where, where? No, don't be near me. What? Bam. What? <laughs> she, she walks up a it's... set of stairs being like, don't follow me. Goes the second that she is off camera. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and then Nine's just like, what the fuck? And it cuts it cuts to 009, like, crying on the ground as 002 lands nearby. And he goes, what? what's wrong, buddy? And he immediately picks up an arm from the exploded bit. And it's, like, just, like, old school gears and stuff. He's like... Oh, it's a robot. This it was made to look like 002, you dumbass. This isn't 002. Do they know what the inside of them look like? Because he was one of the older cyborgs, and that had, like, I I assume more geary stuff than, you know, the newer ones. Clearly fake. I mean, if, hey, if Cyborg 002 picks up a robot arm and says, this isn't one of us, are you going to question him? Right, (laughs) I guess. because he goes, oh, it's a good thing I figured this out. Yes. Yeah, he's like, well, got to the bottom of that riddle. Pats his own back. I forgot about that. He is totally ripping on 009 at this point. It's just like, why are you crying? This is clearly fake. Did you even look? Like, how dumb are you? To be fair, like, he watched her walk up the stairs, and then there was a very visceral explosion. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) He's a little shook. Um, So then... They finally figure out uh, that three is like being held in the base. They return back, and it's time to jack in Mega Man. We gotta fight him online, <laughs> so we're going yeah. into cyberspace, uh, where zero zero three and son of Professor are, uh, and nine goes inside, and it just shows three like going through like, oh, I'm I'm in a field, the flowers of the man I love, looking up, and it's amazing. Yeah, she's in the Matrix. Professor Sun. <laughs> Yeah, and the professor's son is just like, yeah, I can provide that for you. Just come over here and give me a hug. And Nine just sprints in like, don't fucking touch her. I'll cut your throat. (laughs) And he's like, but I have gun. And he just like magics up a gun and shoots Nine. Yeah, it's like a super scope. Like he pulls out like a Super (laughs) Nintendo super scope and points it. And points it at nine, and three jumps in the, or you know, he's like, "Go away!" And then three jumps in the way, protecting nine, and he goes, "Then all of you go, then black!" And like shoots him with a rocket and knocks him into a field. So there are several, there are several lines here that I, I took quotes verbatim because they're so good. The first one is when um, Carl shows up. He says, "Hello there, I'm Carl Eckerman," and it reminded me of the intonation of "Hi there, I'm Jackie Treehorn from Big Lebowski." Yes. Um, there's also one once they fall off the cliff into the roses. Carl says, "Why did I do it? Tell me why." <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why he's like, "He's like, why did I do it? Tell me why." It's, yeah. yeah, it's real bad. And then Nine says, "You know so much about virtual love, yet so little about real love." So little real love. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good line. <laughs> so basically, he goes to shoot them, and then Three explains, like, "I guess they're fine because it was a virtual rocket." And not a real rocket, so they both are fine. Well, yeah, apparently and, in this Matrix, uh, you can't die for real, so... Yeah, you know. if you die in the dream, you're fine. It's yeah, okay. You wake you're up. Fine. And uh, she explains, you know, hey, you can't make someone fall in love with you. That's really creepy. You shouldn't... Don't date a Twitch streamer and not tell them <laughs> that you know they're a Twitch streamer. That's so fucked up. Holy shit. Not, 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 you know, anyone here. <laughs> <laughs> <But> fuck. <laughs> like, um, 
so yeah, so uh, then the Sphinx just starts blowing itself up. <laughs> like, it just, it's and, like, well, and the doctor's like, maybe I shouldn't have put my son in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. I forgot the other thing, too. When they're on the outside, like, everyone who's not in the Matrix is just seeing, like, fragments of this, including all of the screens in the entire city blinking pink with the robot going, love, 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 dad, love, like, just immediately. And he's like, oh, I should have probably hugged my son or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I wish I could have hugged my son one more time. There's also a great line. Ackerman says, now the only thing I'm left with is this useless city of Computopia. And Gilmore's like, that's so sad. What is this city of Computopia <laughs> that that ruined life for me and my son? And then, yeah, Gilmore just says, that's so sad. And then leaves. <laughs> and they just all leave. They don't resolve anything. They don't fix anything. They're nope. just like, damn, shit sucks later. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, don't put your son on a computer, I guess. Yeah. And that's Computopia on episode one. Done. <laughs> uh, there was one line at the end. The dolphin's leaving and uh, Gilmore says, a robot's false will is no match for three's true heart. Oh, God, is- yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, explaining why the fake three still managed to get herself away from nine and not blow nine up. <laughs> yeah, then also three says something like, uh, farewell, Computopia, the high-tech computer city where the only missing program was true love. Was, was real love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to watch Compu- this episode. I don't this even episode care has, if you haven't this, seen any others. It's so ridiculous. Computopia is so funny. It's so Wild. funny. Oh my god. Like, we keep between saying, dog professor. Oh. oh god, we keep saying it will not top itself. And then we're like, nope, there it goes. Just nope, horny computer. <laughs> For once, I feel like Computopia is like a sideways move. It's like yeah. ridiculous in True. a different way. Not necessarily more, but just like in a way I didn't expect. Which I, I do feel like that's these four episodes, though. They're all ridiculous in completely different ways. Yes. Yeah, these are very much the Hakuto no Ken uh, vampire with a lake underground <laughs> episodes. So what like, are we gonna do now? Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck next? <laughs> All right. Well, that was Computopia. Hit us with episode thirty-one. Now reverse Moreau. Hmm. So thirty-one, <laughs> where I see a forested area. Some hikers are, are this hiker guy is kind of walking through the fog, and he's super lost. Um, he falls off a cliff and then sees a mansion gate. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, place for civilization. Um, it's kind of creepy. There's fog everywhere. There's a squirrel in the trees with red eyes, and it's just kind of watching him. We cut to these uh, five scientist-looking dudes just over a monitor, and they're all laughing like evil scientists do. They're I'm in shadow. Even... What could yeah. they be? Yeah, so the hiker uh, ends up finding the zombie guy on the ground. The zombie, of course, attacks him. There's more zombies show up. He's panicking and freaking out. There's an evil deer with laser eyes that shoots at him. <laughs> he runs, he like falls over and looks at it. It's like, oh, it's just a deer. And then the deer shoots fucking lasers at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then this tree falls down and he's confused and he looks up and there's like a hundred foot tall zombie there just staring at him. And we cut back to the scientists and these five evil scientists are all laughing at him. Um, we get a brief cut of all of them. We have in order Alligator Man, Zombie Looking Dude, Lion Man, a dude who looks like Igor, and then yeah. Gorilla Man. So, you know. And you're, weirdly, you're Igor has the most lines in this episode because they had to have someone talk like this. Absolutely, yeah. Some dude had fun with that one. my time to do my fun voice. <laughs> Yeah, so we cut to uh, 6 and 7. They're out mushroom hunting in the woods. Um, they're also lost. Uh, they make a joke, a Hansel and Gretel joke about sprinkling breadcrumbs. And then, you know, Seven's like, I got hungry. He ate them all. 
They this route this whole thing is basically just a comedy routine for these two that also oh. happens to have a plot stapled onto it. That's a, that's like uh uh, episode 33 as well. Like, six and yes. seven are just, like, the comedy duo Yeah, of they got the, the Abbott Costello thing going. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, they run into the hiker dude, and the hiker dude's panicking and trying to explain stuff, but they don't know what's going on. And then, like, a bug stings him, and the guy passes out. Uh, seven grabs the bug and crushes it in its hand, and this is not a real bug, because it's, like, blue and weird, and there's, like, cyber guts it, everywhere. It's, like, sparking and, yeah. like, made of electron. It's a robo-bug, and he's like, well, that, that's I, not right. I want to point out, he calls it a bugger, which, like, delighted <laughs> me, because I'm, like, a cart, a child's cartoon in 2001 saying bugger. But see, that's this like is a British an, curse. That's a British yeah. swear word. Yeah. yeah, but it's for American audiences, so they don't know any different. <laughs> they, they don't know. It's but because I'm, he's British. Do you I'm get having it? a hoot right now. <laughs> if, if you say fuck with a silly enough accent, we just won't notice. <laughs> <Right? themselves>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut back to Gilmore's house. Uh, there's the hiker guy's in bed, and Gilmore's saying that he was poisoned, but he'll live because I'm sciencing him back to health. And then he um, doesn't show up for the rest of the episode. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Six wants to know who did this, and Nine says, of course, it's Black Ghost. It had to be Black Ghost. Who else could it be? Uh, so the next day, Six, Seven, and Nine go looking back in the same woods. Um, they make a lot of jokes here about uh, Six driving this, like, really shitty three-wheeled truck thing. And, like, he says, like, I had to sell a lot of poo-poo platters to buy up this one. And Seven says, like, the only thing poo-poo is you're driving. Ha-ha. That's funny. And then Six makes a joke that says, yeah, the community paid me to stay off the road. It's great. Well, it was, yeah, he's like, people pay me for my driving. And it's like, Seven's like, they pay you? He's like, yeah, they paid me to stay off the road. Like, it's, uh, the the it's comedic timing of this show is incredible because it will seamlessly go between these two doing this into ridiculous action scene where Seven's fighting zombies. Yeah. So they run into the fog and they think that's weird. Seven turns into a bird and flies around and spots the mansion. So they go over to it. Um, the scientist, we see a brief cut that the scientists know that they're here. Uh, that deer from before attacks. So Nine just like karate chops it in the back of the neck and it falls over dead. It's so funny. It uh, shoots lasers at him and then bam, broke the spine. Yeah, uh, Six is like, wants to cook it or Seven, but Seven says it's like, it's a bionic buck, so no dinner for us or something. Uh, that squirrel is also watching, so Nine just shoots it too. <laughs> Uh, I think Seven says the line, it's a computer chipmunk. Which, hmm. Sure. Uh, they run out to the, this, they, they like walk over to this field, and in the field there's a bunch of zombies, and the zombies surround them, so they start splitting up and fighting the zombies. Uh, they actually spent time with the animation here. Uh, again, this show is not have the greatest of animation, but they did spend some time in this one, so good for this them. This and the next episode are pretty well animated. Yeah. Um, that giant zombie we saw from earlier shows up, the 100-foot-tall one. So Seven just makes himself huge. He yeah, can he, do that. Yeah, so yeah. I gotta say, he just, if he wasn't already number two in the power ranking, he is oh, number, he's two, number in the two. two. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty it's sure as he's like transforming, he also goes, Giant Seven. E-N-A Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he informants himself huge and it's funny. And he'll stay at the number two power ranking until two episodes from now, so. Good, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, starts fighting this giant robot, uh, the giant zombie guy, and they tackle it into the giant mansion house that's there. Uh, the evil scientists are kind of freaking out because he just fell on their house, but they're still watching. <laughs> and they fine. say they're about to launch the heavy hardware. So this UFO-looking thing just kind of flies out above them and starts shooting lightning everywhere. Um, it shoots at seven, and there's a huge explosion, and thinks, thinks, six thinks that he is dead. Um, but 
Apparently, Seven turned himself into a tiny mole right as he got shot, and so he because he's literally invincible. The thing is, Seven is invincible. We've seen him turn into like covering to protect the others from explosions. He's fine. He's invincible. Yeah, it's funny that they make like a big deal of whenever Five does it, like he'll take bullets for people. But Seven has had like shit land on him and like had missiles explode around him. Okay, so here's the real question: We know Seven can make himself larger. That's fine and good. Can he turn himself into a single atom? Can he oh, just, like, like, be impossible to hit for a second? That's and true. He yeah. has made himself, like, the yeah. size of a rat, which is kind of small. Yeah, so yeah. can so he how, just, like, lower limit can on he that? just, like, vanish for a second? Yeah, can he just, like, turn into an atom to cease to be and then reappear? Like, that's fucked up. That's so strong. <laughs> I'm, I'm still <laughs> thinking, so dude, strong. he can make him, if he can get himself really small, he can fucking telefrag people. Just, yep. like, straight yeah. up go inside them and then blow himself up. It would make a cute Pokeball noise, and then someone would get telegibbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they start looking around for the UFO, which is uh, left the area. Seven turns himself into a seagull and follows, and Six and Nine go back to Gilmore's place. And now more comedy for you. Yeah. Later on, um, all the cyborgs are talking about the zombies <laughs> and the UFOs. Sorry. That was the correct response to, like, <laughs> most of the comedy in this show is just, like, them trying to do... Like, I don't know, like really, like nothing bits. Buddy cop. Yeah, yeah, basically. Kind of, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the the voice actors, at least in the English version, do a good job playing off each other. But yeah. it's still jokes written for kids that are mostly bad puns. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they talk about the zombies and UFOs. Uh, two, of course, thinks it's Black Ghost. Who else could it be? Um, Six says that they're having cold turkey for dinner since Seven never showed back up. We see Seven walk into the room, um, slams the door into Six with the turkey, and then immediately passes out because he is all Seven himself is currently a turkey as well. And everyone's like, I'm not hungry anymore at once. And then that scene just ends suddenly. I'm like, why not? It's a good damn good turkey right there. So they cut to the dolphin. Um, Seven is saying that uh, this is the last place he saw the UFO. Uh, Two flies around. They're in the ocean, I should mention, by the way. Two flies around and sees a bunch of huge dead tuna. I guess it's mackerel, they say later, floating. Yeah. And this is like the tuna from like the third episode of Macross, but um, it's just giant. It's huge. Uh, so they're looking around, and then suddenly a giant shark attacks, and uh, two gets eaten. But uh, eight swims after him and punches the shark in the face. There's this great scene of two being stuck in the jaws as like eight f- like swims up to him, and he's like, no, stop, you can't do anything. And then eight just punches the shark, and it spits him out. And it's like, oh. <laughs> All right, then. I think yeah. two just wanted to die in the most asshole <laughs> way possible. He's like, eaten by sharks. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, so they go back to the surface, and they find an island that shouldn't be there, according to the maps. So we got to the dolphin flying over it. They think it looks like an ordinary island. And then suddenly they're attacked by giant seagulls. And the, by the way, these seagulls have the worst foley imaginable. It sounds yes. like squawking of like a parrot <laughs> or something. Yep. It's like... <laughs> Terrible. (laughs) Uh, So they land the dolphin. Um, Five thinks that this land has no spirits and it's lifeless and it's not real. And seven's like, well, yeah, well, it might be man-made. That's cool. Uh, So three says that something is below them. Uh, Six says that they it's time to use Mont Grant. I, I don't. And then know. we get the most toy commercial ass sequence in this entire show <laughs> so far. Yeah. So last episode in the Computopia, they said uh, as a minor side thing that they were landing the dolphin to get some work done, and this thing actually showed up then, and I wasn't really paying attention when it did. Nah. But it's this like a tank with a mole drill on the front of it, like. 
I, I don't know how else to imagine. Do you know when Yoshi transforms into a yeah. mole and drills through stuff in yeah. Yoshi's it's, Island? It's exactly it's that. that. It's yeah. that. But a vehicle. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> yeah, so um, they take this uh, thing and start digging through the ground. Uh, six and seven are again arguing over Six's driving. Uh, they hit this cave, like the roof of the cave, and then fall into the water. And Six makes the comment, is someday I'll have a driver's license. Wah, wah. Yeah. They find the UFO and uh, also like a metal doorway, so they go inside. They start sneaking around, and obviously this is like a bunker with a whole bunch of science equipment in it. Uh, two says that, like, this is what they use to make the giant sharks and the zombies. I don't know they, how they find knows an Invigener machine, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess maybe it had a knob on the side that says big or really big. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's this really weird thing where it's like they got robot deer, they got zombies, but then everything else is just really big. So it seems like they tried a whole bunch of stuff and then really honed in on the big boys. I mean, <laughs> I was pretty into the whole Robo Deer project. <laughs> Jeff kind of started falling off and wanted to go, look, I get it. Everyone's excited about the Wombinator. But I just, <laughs> I wanted, I just wanted a deer with lasers. It's, it feels yeah, like it's... they had like a scrum meeting. They're like, okay, we yeah. got the cyborg deer. We got the cyborg zombies. But what's better than that? Big cyborg zombies. <laughs> this is right in big letters. Yeah, so they're looking at the equipment and stuff, and then the five evil scientists show up and say that you are correct. They're uh, they... standing on like floating Dr. Wily platforms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, welcome the cyborgs and four ask what they're doing, and they're like, well, we're here to take over the world. Really, what else is there to do? And that isn't a joke. That's I actually say that line. Yes. It's great. Yeah, they're just straight up there like, what's your goal? To take over the world. Wait, really? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Nine's like, are, are you working for Black Ghosts? And they're like, no, we're independent contractors. We franchised. We receive financial <laughs> compensation from him, but we're not affiliated with him otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see their tax forms. How would they pull that off? <laughs> <laughs> so they know about the cyborgs like who they are and everything and it's like we're gonna make the robots fight you because you know that's cool right and so the zombie bots show up and they start fighting and again the animators have a fun ta- a time with this one um there's a lot of like wacky-ish style animation yeah, this is like yeah. super looney tunesy mm-hmm. this whole fight yeah I, like, I like almost... zombie pups as well like zombie dogs there's a lot of comedy with them <laughs> Yeah, I put like like Trigger did the animation because it kind of reminds me of some of like the stuff they do with like in just the wackiness that they have sometimes. Yeah, they like re- going really ham with smear frames and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, it tells Nine to go find the central control because he can do sweet fighting and get away. Um, he goes and at the central control, the evil scientists know that they're losing. Um, they're starting to panic. Uh, Nine shows up and just shoots their computer, and all the zombie robots stop attacking the other cyborgs. Uh, Nine tells them to return the robots back to normal. <laughs> This is so good. Yeah, yeah. So Nine, Nine tells them Fix to return them. the robots back to normal. They're like, oh, we can't do that. <laughs> that's not a reversible procedure. What? No, Once normal? you're a zombie, that's that's all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and so while they're talking about like how they can't undo the robot stuff, the roof just starts collapsing. Uh, we see that one of the giant robot zombie guys is just breaking the roof because he's gone crazy since the central computer is busted, I guess. It also turns out there's a bunch of these giant zombies... Yeah, there's like three or four of them. Yeah. Which, I guess not content to make plan. one. <laughs> yeah, so the scientists uh, try to tell the giant zombie cyborg guy to attack, but uh, the cyborg, or the zombie just ignores them. And then the scientists start pleading, like, hey, please, go do this. And other the other zombies just come up and surround them, and it's very horror movie-style eating of these scientists. 
we tried to control a force beyond our reckoning and oh no it backfired it's this great is terrible. because these scientists are like all like grouped up and they're like no please don't and the zombies of course overwhelm them and you hear screaming and it just cuts the nine just staring at these dudes dead face it's like you could have stopped all this dude but you decided not to so <laughs> yeah nine's just kind of like eh, you know sometimes shit just works itself out <laughs> nine's morality is definitely flexible yeah <laughs> we'll see that in two episodes this, this, yes. this feels more like a crime of convenience than anything else i just don't want to have to deal with this anymore so i'm just gonna let this happen you know it's really uh, funny because nine like is presented as you know the protagonist like he the the viewer self-insert or whatever he's supposed to be you know this all-around good guy but really like this episode in the 33 you get kind of look under the skin of what's going on in nine's mind and it isn't pleasant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the cyborgs are like, oh, this is fucked up. We should leave. Um, two goes and finds Nine. Nine is trying to reason with the giant zombies. Apparently, the scientists weren't good enough to reason with, but the zombie dude, sure, right. I don't know. Two tells him he's being a fucking idiot, so they leave. Um, we watch the giant zombie robots punch the nuclear reactor, and of course, the place just explodes. The whole island is gone, and there's no one there again, and it wasn't on a map, so stop asking about it. We're never going back. (laughs) Yeah, so we see the mole tank in the ocean, and they're all on board, and it gets picked up by the dolphin. And Four's like, you know, sure it was a shame for all that to explode. All those horrible sins against humanity. (laughs) And the last scene is Six wants to go find the giant mackerel that we're out because he wants to make sushi. Again, though, it's a robot, so I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but... I, I guess that it was actually just a mackerel that they made huge. I yeah. Hmm. They're really flexible about. Well, that what shark it was. was like a real shark. They just got <laughs> punched by eight. It's <laughs> just a real shark, big shark. Maybe the shark was like I'm, I'm confused at this because the zombies were obviously robots when they show in the fight scenes, and so was like the deer and stuff and the and the squirrel, but not the birds or not the fish. No, I think all the big stuff was just they had an embiggener ray. <laughs> Well, so we gotta try some fish zombie. first, right? We're gonna we're gonna try yeah, on but fish. They only we're gonna start small. <laughs> they made regular size robot zombies and then made them bigger, but they didn't make regular size robot mackerel. That's ridiculous. So <laughs> big and ray, like if they have one of these in big and rays, like in their plan is to take over the world. Why did they go with zombies? Why didn't they just like go say, "Oh, here's your Big Mac, but fucking fifty pounds"? Like they could have made a billion dollars just you know making food bigger for people. That's not See, evil that's enough. The thing. You're thinking, you're thinking, I'm thinking like, like Black Ghost now, but <laughs> yeah, you're thinking like Black Ghost would of just like I've I've set up a very profitable second income. <laughs> yes, yes, basically. I feel Whereas like these had, guys they they're a bit too small minded for that. Yeah, yeah, if you had that income coming, then like you can like you know hire an entire R and D team for the zombies. Like, or exactly. you could you fund the, some other you crazy agriculture. scientists. <laughs> yeah, agriculture, it's you. You're the one. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Agriculture. (laughs) (laughs) So, episode 32. This is... This is a good God, one. if it wasn't for episode 33, I think 32 would be my favorite, but 33 is just incredible. <laughs> Let's go ahead. <laughs> so, so we've already done Man vs. God and Man vs. Machine and Man vs. Giant Mackerel. We haven't done Man vs. Self. Yeah, uh, I love and this it's episode a variation so much. on Man vs. Self that I rather like. <laughs> Let's do it. So we open on a jetliner with uh, three nine and Gilmore all in economy because they couldn't spring for that good shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just realized that they're showing seven forty seven, but they're in like the pack seats in the back. Yep. <laughs> they, they don't have any money. No. 
the plane lands in an airport in somewhere. Gilmore says he has to make a phone call, and, and then he, we fade out. And he's being super shady about it as well. He's like, oh, there's someone I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's a really obvious line that this is clearly a setup, but don't worry about it. Um, we cut to an extremely stereotypically German town where a phone rings. Um, we then zoom into Four's apartment, which looks a lot like the Lenny's don't tell me where, how, don't tell people how I live. Like, this apartment fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is, like, super bachelor. He has, like, a chair and a bed, and that's it. And the walls are cracked and yeah. hasn't been painted forever. Um, he picks up the phone and is kind of, like, you know, messing with his robot parts. Like, these are inconvenient. Um, and we cut to the title screen there. We go back to him, he's driving, and we get a voiceover of the call that he received with Gilmore telling him to check out this extremely haunted castle. Um, this castle All is like All of the a- science <laughs> indicates that this place is full of ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> hey, Four, I just want you to check out this super haunted German castle. Um, so it's, it's like Basel Castle or something, and he's mm. like, wow, this place is huge. It'll take me all day to check out. Uh, we cut to the inside of it and we cut to an owl's nest with it. And that's going to be really important in the future for notices. <laughs> yeah. He gets attacked by this jump scare owl. It like whoops out of nowhere. It cuts to this owl like four or five times over the course yes. of this episode just to break scenes up. Um, yeah, because all this entire episode is basically either four wandering around with tense music playing or a fight scene. And that's perfect. <laughs> it should be noted that the like this ser- this episode gave me a lot of like Lynchian vibes when he was walking around because it's like uncomfortable in an uncanny way. Yeah. There's a lot the of shots that, of like him through a mirror and Dutch angles. Yeah, and that the framing kind of thing. is just weird on it when he's walking yep. around. Like they actually had a lot of fun storyboarding this. You can tell. Um, then suddenly, for the second time in this set of episodes a pillar falls down out of the sky and almost kills him um four's like hmm it was that a coincidence well there I, I better go check this out and in the shadows we see a mysterious figure watching him uh and playing like terminator this, style yeah playing all of this back and forth with terminator vision but it's green this time it should be noted when the shit collapses around him he doesn't dodge out of the way of this column he fucking like fists of the north star 100 crack fists this yes. column to death. There's a lot of yatatas in this. <laughs> um, at, at this point, he suddenly gets shot at by a blaster and some pillars, st- all, all of these pillars in this room start to collapse on him. He decides the best way to get through all these things is to shoot through it with his robot hand. Like this pillar is falling directly on him and he's like, oh, I could get rid of that giant marble column. And he does, and it's really sweet, actually. Look, when you're made of hammers, a lot of problems look like nails. <laughs> it is true. Uh, the dust clears, and suddenly, standing in front of him is him. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a great frame here where Evil 4 pulls out his hand, and it is like two times the size of his head. He has massive yaoi hands, and he jumps up, attacks him, and attacks him with his like scalpel blades so that they can have a sweet sword fight. Um, four punches the robot at this point so hard that his head spins around three or four times. 
but they he he does the creepy robot doll thing of like pulling himself back up and I don't know it, <laughs> he shines back around. It's almost like steam comes out of his ears at this point. <laughs> It is very much a, do you get, this is a rope, this is the full robot version. Right. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, like, you could not do this to regular four. Yeah. Um, and this is the point where he uses his Terminator vision to predict where four is going to move. So suddenly four is starting to get his ass beaten because he can't uh, get beat by this. Yeah, the zero system kicks in, so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a sweet scene of them both firing knee missiles at each other and they blow up. Um, and at this point, Four realizes he's outmatched and runs away. And he's like, he knows all my moves. <laughs> oh, this is tool assisted shit. This guy, it's pretty perfect. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a great shot here of Four, like, waiting behind a pillar to ambush Nega Four. Um, but he's, he's walking down the hallway and then suddenly a hand reaches through the brick wall and slams him into it and oops, it's just negative four. Cause fuck you. Yeah. Like he thought he had this whole brilliant setup going, like he used all of his combat knowledge and awareness and unfortunately the anti-four was very aware of this and just skipped it. It was just like, okay, like right here. Like it, it's pretty funny too. Like the hands just explode through the wall. Like yes. there's no, there's no forewarning of this. It's just like they just jet through the wall and grab him by the neck. It's yep. Slam him through like three floors of brick. Um, and now four is just sitting there lying on the ground we get this weird VHS feed of clips from earlier in the show where he's getting his ass beat. Um, and then this is a little bit ambiguous, but it cuts to a flashback of four waking up in like one of the cyborg beds. Uh, and Gilmore in evil sunglasses, which are actually just like dad sunglasses, <laughs> uh, tells him that he was injured, but he, uh, he put a new robot part in his arm that makes him faster and stronger uh, which four is actually uh, uncomfortable with because he thinks he's becoming more machine than man. Yeah, it's making him a better weapon. Yeah, there's they they do mention that specifically. Um, we go out of the flashback now, and suddenly Gilmore's standing right over four, telling him, "You know, four, I built this robot doppelganger just to show how powerful you'd be if you were using the latest technology. You're obsolete yeah. and suck." Yeah, it's completely out of character for Gilmore, so... Yeah, like, he, he Can't does... Out what's going on. He does disappear <laughs> in a few seconds, and it's like, was that, was that real? Was what, that what? hallucination? Yeah, was that in Four's head was kind of what I was thinking when I was taking notes, yeah. but it's not... It's dumber. Yes, it's dumber. It's great. Well, they do... Yeah, so... It, they do kind of make it ambiguous, because at the end of the conversation he has with Gilmore, Gilmore just kind of disappears yeah, in the cut. Exactly. He just vanishes, yeah. So yeah. Four is like, Gilmore's like, Four, you should upgrade so you could be a better weapon. Four's like, I'm not a weapon. I'm a man. And then Gilmore's <laughs> I've like... Got, I've got real guts and stuff. You can't take that from me. <laughs> and Gilmore's like, well, you're never going to be top tier with that kind of thing. And then Four looks up and suddenly he's gone. So it's like, oh, well, what was that about? Oh, really? What is a man? <laughs> We cut to this really cool looking shot down a spiral staircase and four is like walking up it slowly being like, well, I'll beat him with my human bits, not my robot bits. Um, we got to solve a captcha at him. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah. 
Uh, so Negafor starts chasing four up the stairs, and he fucking Terminator runs up it. Like, he he has the full, like, uh, 90, 90 degree bent arms as he runs up these stairs. Uh, four tries to shoot him with his hand arm, but Terminator's just like, nah, don't care. And he blows up the stairs with a knee missile to finally get rid of him. And that works. Um... At this point, Four is just trying to fuck off. So we get to the entrance of the castle with this cool little with this cool little courtyard in it. Uh, Negafor catches up and starts beating on Four again. But then suddenly, the owl's nest that we've seen no less than five <laughs> times in this episode gets knocked off of the uh, like the hutch it was on. It was on a ledge of some sort. Yeah, yeah. it was just it, up it, in the rafters. Yeah. Ambiguously positioned. Either way, it was like 20 feet in the air, and it very rapidly is about to become zero feet in the air. <laughs> and the chicks, they're going to die. Oh, no. No, the owl eggs uh, that I care about, I guess. Yeah. I guess I care about owl eggs. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, it's a, it's so a really bad, like, an, an allegory? An allegory? I don't even know. <laughs> an allegory. An allegory? Let's yeah. just say that, yeah. So the Terminator eyes of Negative Four are solving all the right moves of right. what Four is going to do. But then, Vickis. But, but then, then uh, Four, instead of jumping to the left and trying to attack jumps to the right and saves the owl nest because he's human man. And at this point, Negafor blue screens. Yeah. <laughs> There's this great shot of like four, uh, of the Robo 4 looking forward and looking right and then looking forward. And it's like just making this over and over again. And then suddenly four, you cut to four in the courtyard, beating the absolute shit out of Negafor. <laughs> just like punching him, yeah, just like, fuck this guy. It's so good. Yeah, um, that's when you start revealing the robot underneath. Like until now, he's just looked exactly like four. Now, now he's like, all these robot bits are coming out. Yep. Um, he finishes him by hitting him with a missile into a 200 foot tree which then gets struck by lightning and Frankenstein's the shit out of him, killing so the robot the for real. <laughs> it it is amazing. so like, much, and I love it. Four needed to make sure he was so dead. <laughs> like, so dead. So at this point, the Gilmore shows up again and is like, you totally fuck it. This, this experiment means nothing. You cheated. This was just... Absolutely. You know lightning doesn't count. It doesn't count if you use lightning. You can't plan that. Yeah. Like, um, four points his gun up. It cuts out to like a full view of the castle and you just hear his machine gun hand go off. Um, and it cuts back and it turns out Gilmore was also a robot with a robot nose. Oh no. Yeah, his nose, like Gilmore has that giant fucking nose. His nose was like plated steel on the inside. Yes. <laughs> this Gilmore robot must have weighed like 10 extra pounds just for that nose. Um, Four then says, the real Dr. Gilmore would never risk my life for some, for a so-called experiment as stupid as this one is. I would like to say, uh, how red would Four's face have been if he was wrong and he just shot Gilmore in the face? <laughs> Well, I think he'd have to rethink a lot about his life. And uh, <laughs> Well, Gilmore isn't as good a person as I thought he was. Oh. Well, time to go tell the team, I guess. Gilmore yeah. also has a uh, line at the end. It's, Reigns is not so good if you're a machine. That's like you're just trying to crib off Blade Runner or something here. Yes. Actually, that was made after, so I don't even know. <laughs> 
Um, so at this point, we cut back to the castle with the storm having passed. The owl chicks are basking in their nest and happy. And Ford thanks the owl for saving him. He's like, we living things have to stick together. And it sits on this scene of, like, four laughing with the owl just kind of hooting for, like, 20 Ooh. seconds. <laughs> um, and at this point, we cut back to Germany Town with three, nine, and Gilmore uh, eating at a cafe, being like, I wonder what four's up to. Four walks up to him, and they're like, what were you up to? And he's like, well, I got a call from Gilmore. But Gilmore's like, no, I didn't call you. And... They, it's really, really awkward how they tie the start of the episode in because Nine is like, but Professor, didn't you make a call back at the start of this episode? Yeah, you're right. It was was three who says that. Didn't you make a call at the start? And he was like, I was just calling home because I think I might have left the iron on. Left the Uh, iron on? Like, okay. It's like the lamest excuse. (laughs) And yeah, like, so we basically just got Kalishnikov'd by this whole episode. And also then three is like, Professor, you do your own ironing? I'm like, yeah, he's a grown-ass man. He does his own ironing. <laughs> yeah, then that, the maid is like, you should get a robot or a wife. And it's like... <sighs> they, they do a joke about six in drag for some reason, uh, and it lasts for like a minute. Because six I guess this is, episode the, is the cook, which means he's a wife, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it's over. So let's not talk about that again. <laughs> Yeah, the and then we get great. episode 33. <laughs> this one's oh, insane. Holy <laughs> shit. I was not expecting this. This was like, man, man, I'm glad there was officially like a good proper payoff for the accelerator because here we fucking go. <laughs> yep. Episode 33. Frozen yeah. time. Frozen time. So it opens to outside uh, Six's uh, restaurant. There's a swirly glasses guy handing out balloons. There's a truck driver falling, clearly falling asleep at the wheel uh, as he's driving along. Um, inside the restaurant, Seven is is joking with Six. He's like, ah, I wanted to go order for, for three in Gilmore. And Gilmore's busy uh, doing some maintenance on 009. And I'm sure that won't be important for this episode. No. Uh, there's yet more buddy cop with uh, six and seven uh, about seven being a jobless bum and then uh, there's a small a small girl child sitting at a table and seven just shapeshifts his head into like various animals to entertain this small child for some reason if you were at Applebee's and a man at a bar started shapeshifting his head to please your child what would you do? yeah this girl is having a great time and like I would be terrified <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. cute. Sure. Uh, I probably start taking inventory of all the things I had put in my mouth over the last hour <laughs> or two and been like, could any of that had fun in it? Quick shot of the truck driver who is still clearly falling asleep at the wheel. Um, then we're at a 009 in, as Rick has said, tighty whities. He is, and you knew he wore them. He's not a monster, man. <laughs> He's that type, uh, being examined by Dr. Gilmore. Uh, three is looking after one who is uh, still sleeping. He actually... he doesn't, Did he show up at all in any of these episodes? No, no. he's like here to be asleep and be a baby. And yep. that, like, that's that's it. Um, so yeah, three is getting him his bottle. Uh, Gilmore's like, get me coffee too, woman. Uh, 
He's very nice about it. <laughs> he's very polite. Uh, it says that uh, he's finished his maintenance. Uh, Nine's doing fine. I'm going to go write him a note just in case he wakes up early. and we're Because, asleep. you know, there's no other way we could have solved this situation that's about to present itself. Yes. I'll tell him this important thing later. Yeah. <laughs> it probably won't matter much. Oh, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> Uh, back at the restaurant, uh, Seven says goodbye to the little girl. The family uh, leaves the restaurant. There's a bit more uh, banter between six and seven. I don't even remember. It's just it don't matter. It doesn't. Uh, it really isn't. <laughs> yep. It's stuff about food. Um, it's like the fights in Gundam Wing. We can just gloss over it. <laughs> honestly, like. Just do insert wacky banter here, and it's yeah. fine. Uh, and then the girl uh, going to the restaurant and gets a balloon from the balloon man and the truck starts careening through the street because the guy fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> oh no, the truck is full of propane tanks. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. This like The guy like stumbles out of the truck after he crashes it and the truck's like the hood's on fire and the, like he looks back and realizes, oh no, I was... I was fucking transporting propane tanks. <laughs> oh, right. Highly flammable materials. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have been falling asleep at the wheel. So yeah, the truck slams into the wall beside the, the little girl. Um, and everyone else is running away, but the little girl is like standing there. Uh, Seven and her parents start running towards the just about to explode uh, truck, which starts exploding when time stops and we get lots of shots of the frozen explosion, all the people around just, just frozen in time. Uh, See, so yeah, back at the house, three and one are also frozen as nine uh, wakes up from his maintenance. That was a good nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine's like, well, I, oh, I can't hear anything. Is something wrong? Am I deaf? And, and goes to find Gilmore... It should be mentioned that from this point on, this episode has no music. Yes. Yeah. I mentioned this in a note later, actually. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it's so fucked. Do you know how Kuvo said they had some really good animation like a couple episodes ago? We got to make up some budget team yeah. <laughs> animations yeah, for yeah. this whole episode. Yeah, no, I, I, I no, said later the lack of music is interesting, but also freaking me out a little. Yep. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite it's a It's unnerving. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, instead of finding Gilmore, he finds three frozen time, tries to talk to her, does the whole hand waving for the eyes, but nothing happening. Um, he thinks maybe his acceleration mode is broken, tries clicking his teeth, nothing happens. Uh, so he runs to find Gilmore, only to find him frozen too, and it's like, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what he was expecting. (laughs) It takes him a little bit to really understand his situation. Yes, he freaks out, runs away, goes out to the ocean, finds that the ocean is also standing still and uh, worries that he's going to be stuck in time forever. Um, He picks up a rock. He throws it. It stops in midair. Talks about how he's faster than gravity. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, time's frozen. Yeah, you're on full-on stop mode, dude. You have hit the pause button. (laughs) It's extremely paused. Like, he just is really struggling with it. Like, he yeah. tries to throw a rock, and then it doesn't move, and he's like, what? It's like when Dio threw the knife. It just hangs there in the air. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, it has the momentum and whatnot. It's just until until time passes, objects can't move. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he then walks into town. Into Tokyo, uh, in Tokyo to go to the restaurant. Yeah, try to find help, because, yeah, again, he's still not accepting this whole time is frozen. There must be someone. <laughs> Uh, he tries to pick up a piece of paper and it burns up in his hand because of friction. Uh, it's, it's more of that thing that was brought up, oh god, like episode 
two? Don't touch like normal things. Yeah, yeah, like don't take things that aren't cyborgs uh, into acceleration mode because you'll kill them. Yeah, they also um, say that his clothing in... is super like custom made so it doesn't blow up when he walks away. <laughs> right. Yeah, so like we are currently clearly in super accelerator mode three. So like he just gets near paper and it bursts into flame, which I actually think this is a really good detail. Yeah. It's like the question of well, why doesn't he just like look in a book and like figure out what the hell is happening or like figure out, find his manual or something. He, he will blow like, up everything. He does specify he things light on fire. Only, it's only lightweight things. So I'm like, when well, you can pick up rocks. Do some cool shit with some rocks and some metal <laughs> shit. Have, have some fun with this frozen See concrete. how bad you could break Minecraft. Right? I would love that. I would totally be in that. But, yeah, uh, nine does not handle. No. Nine shows his normal lack of creativity yes. with a bomb yes. today. Like this whole episode, I'm just like, dude, you could spend a little bit more time having fun with this. It's like when you have Groundhog Day and you start doing stupid shit because time is gonna reset and what does it matter? Okay. Do some stupid shit. I light shit. paper on fire, but what if I? What if I jerk off a little? <laughs> Will my dick explode? <laughs> I could make a house. Like, I could just build something. Like, stuff stops in midair. I could do something with oh, that, right? Now that I'm thinking about it, that had to have been it, right? Like, when he's, like, a month deep and he's just like, okay, I'm pr- I can probably jerk off. <laughs> We realize if he does that, even if he goes as slow as possible, that's still going to be like nanoseconds of real time. So the instant that shit goes on, like his dick is like on fire, like it's in flames. God, time starts back up and instantly nine just nuts like seventeen times and passes out on the ground. Just, what happened to him? Uh, robot stuff. <laughs> He's also on Any, fire. Anyway. <laughs> Just a hole burned through the crotch of his pants. I'm glad this is no, the only no, podcast no, on the no. internet that goes into the semantics of what happens when you masturbate when no. time is stopped. No, his pants will be fine. They're not affected by the friction. Special he's, like, he's not doing that through the pants, though. Come on. <laughs> no one's going to spot him. Time's frozen. It's true. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, he finds Six, uh, who was like in the middle of a panic with like dumplings thrown everywhere. Uh, he's like, "Whoa, what happened?" It's like maybe, maybe look over there. Maybe the thing that you're currently looking at that's off camera is the cause. <laughs> uh, so then he finds Seven, and he's like, "What?" And then it's like the explosion. He's like, "Oh shit! There's an explosion happening." No wonder everyone's panicking. Um, he, like, reaches out to touch a little girl, and then he, oh, oh, no, I can't pick up the girl. My friction will kill her. Thank God he remembers. <laughs> he remembers something. It, it is such a good thing he tried to pick up that bit of paper, because otherwise he would not have remembered. I mean, oh, yeah, and he would have just, like, scooped her up, and his hands would have just gone through her. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was just, like, butter. Mega like, There's nothing there. I, mean, I have to imagine, as it is, him moving around is creating sonic booms everywhere, so... Yeah. He's probably just going to leave everyone deaf anyway. <laughs> um, so he, so he's like, i got to find a way to stop the explosion. And because he's not the smartest, uh, he jumps up, he punches a water tower, and then goes, oh yeah, the oh, water's right. not going to move. It's also frozen in time. There's like five separate moments where he's like, right, time stop. Right, yeah, in this like three-minute period. <laughs> oh, that thing say... I'm doing. 
as someone who has played video games that give me abilities to stop and restart time, can confirm often it is easy to stop time, forget you have stopped time, <laughs> fuck up, and then be like, oh, right, oh, yeah, right, gotta, right. Turn the, gotta right. turn time back on. Right, yeah. right, time. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh, I gotta figure out a way to move them that isn't in my super speed and save them. He grabs a pipe, and you don't really see what he's doing, but it seems like he's digging it in the ground, like scraping along it. So, like, you thought that this whole thing they spent several minutes setting up was going to be the crux of the episode? No. Oh, yeah. This is the last Not time we little. see this, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's, he's back in the house, uh, creeping on three, uh, worried that he's going to be trapped in silence forever because a very manly yell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Two days later. Quote, still, unquote. Still trapped. Three more days later. Still tra- trapped. Lots of monologuing about how lonely he is. Day 10, uh, it's no use. Um, but again, he goes over at 3 and notice that, that her eyes are closed, that she's blinked. Um, but then he's like, well, did she always have her eyes closed? Were her eyes open? And he starts laughing and I think he has just he, lost his mind. Yeah, instead of taking this as a sign of, oh, I should start indicating facts and making sure I have a concrete journal of some form so I can reference and tell things around me. No. He instead goes... I can't remember. Guess I'm crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just like gives up. <laughs> and, and then he says one month later, but we, we have a theory that much like when you're like in isolation, and you can't because there's, there's time's not passing. There's no day and night. We think he only thinks it was a month later. And it was actually like, I don't know, two hours, three hours, know, maybe. Like, does yeah. he have to sleep in time accelerator mode? Because I mean, I guess that could be an indication. Who knows, but also being, like, lonely might just exhaust him, so he's sleeping more than usual or less than usual. Time gets fucked up. That's true. <laughs> could say. But he thinks it's a month later. Um, he sees a plane up in the sky, JPEG of a plane. This is the most JPEG of a plane that I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he wonders why he didn't see it before. He's like, come on, plane, move, move. But no, it, it, it isn't moving. Uh, he finally goes over to Gilmore and notices that Gilmore's writing a note and is like, ah, but it only says to Joe. Dear Joe. Uh, Dear Joe. Fuck you. Yeah, that's that's Gilmore. That really should be what he said in his note, considering (laughs) what he says later on. Um, he goes back into the room and Three suddenly turns to him and says she didn't expect to see him so soon. And I was like, what? But then Three's frozen again. Um, and Nine, like, yeah, Nine's going a bit weird. Yeah, he's going uh, crazy, and he does the crazy laugh right here. Yeah. We're, like, not sure whether that was real or if that was in his head. Uh, he's he's going a bit weird. But then uh, the plane starts moving in the sky again. Uh, time starts flowing. Three comes out and is like, Nine, why are you yelling at clouds, you weirdo? <laughs> what, what are you doing? And then Nine refuses to communicate this experience to yeah. anyone for Ever. the rest of the episode. Yes, yes. He, he's just, he's extremely mentally traumatized. But all he does is like hug her, and she's like, yeah, baffled. he like runs, like like completely out of character too. Like she's just like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he just like sprints. He's like, oh my god, I love you so much. I'm sorry, I've been gone. And she's like, uh, oh, you okay? Uh, <laughs> what's going on, uh, dude? This was all in like three seconds for me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, time starts up again everywhere. The explosion uh, goes off. Seven's watching in horror. Um, the water from the water tower comes in and drenches the area. Um, and we don't see the people at the explosion. 
Uh, seven runs over and Super Looney Tunes style nine dug holes under everyone in the explosion and they fell faster than the explosion and they're all fine. I think the acceleration of the explosion is probably faster than the acceleration due to gravity. So that girl yes. who is standing about 10 feet away from the explosion is probably still toast. Oh, they're, oh, all, they're all still dead, yes. Oh, no, oh, they, so, <laughs> they didn't singe the bottoms of their shoes, also, so it's fine. Also, explosions just go horizontal. They do not go anywhere else. Around corners Other or anything. Other things yeah. to know. Um, the force of having the ground shattered instantly underneath you oh, yeah, is also ankles. fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. Didn't oh, even notice. It's fine. They're, they're all alive. But he saved everybody. Hooray, the hero. What a good guy. Uh, back of the house. He could have just built a wall around the explosion. I'm sorry. Well, he could have. He had a month. He had a month. He could have done so many things for that month. Of nope. Dig time. a hole. I'm so clever. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nine doesn't get to go up the tier list because he's shown he's clearly incapable of handling the, right. the has, extended Zawarudo. He, <laughs> like, he has the power to stop time and he did nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. He just watched a jet for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the house, uh, three and seven say, "Oh, there must have been someone watching over." So I don't know whether nine told them that he did it. Nope, no, he never does. Nine. nine tells no one about any of this. <laughs> it's truly wild. Uh, so then Kilmer's like, "Oh, nine, I was gonna write you a note, but fuck, it's all fine now. I don't need to." Nine's like, "Oh, tell me what was gonna be in that note. Tell me what was gonna be in the note." And and Kilmer's like, "Oh, I was gonna say that I made adjustments to acceleration mode, and you know, it might get a bit fucked up, but don't worry, it'll write itself." It, and I'm like, "Gilmer, you should you should have told him this. You should have told him this before you did the maintenance. <laughs> before the general anesthetic." Gilmore, Gilmore, tell him in advance. Yeah, if I have time manipulation abilities and you're going to adjust them, yeah, seriously, let me know. Especially because there's a chance now that it just is, he needed to hold down on his tooth longer or something to right. make it unclick, and he just didn't know. Like, why would you not tell him? The UX bug ticket on that. My question is, like, what, did, yeah. what did Gilmore say earlier? They're like, hey, Nine, I need to do some work on you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. No, no question. I feel like Gilmore just did everything by the on the fly. Like he he got him down for maintenance, and then was like, "Oh, you know, I could give him super time if I wanted." Yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. I'll write, him also, I'll write him a note afterwards, so it'll be fine. Yeah. He even says, "Oh, I uh, fell asleep while writing the note," so he was never gonna even write <laughs> this note. The note never happens. No, the note never happens. Uh, I think Gilmore is like that uh, that one professor at college who has to teach like algebra too, even though they're normally doing like topological mathematics. Yeah. And like, he just assumes he's like, yeah, it's an accelerator mode. Yeah, everyone knows how that works. And everyone's just like, what? And he's like, oh, fuck, right, I'm a genius. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot. Oh, and of course, Nine starts laughing and they're all like, what the fuck's so funny? He's like, it's an inside joke on me. And he walks out to the ocean and starts crying, and everyone else is like, I think he needs some time alone. And it's like, yeah, after him spending like somewhere between a day and a month, who knows, alone, maybe he doesn't need some alone time. Maybe he needs some not therapy. They know. <laughs> This man needs Why some therapy. I'm not telling anyone about this. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be the first thing? Would be like, I have been stuck in the time zone for a month. Gilmore, <laughs> like, you stuck me in the time zone. Gilmore. Gilmore, what the fuck were you thinking? Sticking me in the time zone. <laughs> so I got a question to hear. We've oh. seen the power rankings between I, one, seven, and nine are so heads and shoulders above everybody else in terms of yes. their powers. 
Like, yes. I'm kind of confused. Like, I think that both nine and one are probably more powerful than seven. For me, it's like who can get the drop on the other, I think, is in terms of power. Because, like, if nine can super accelerate, he could just punch a baby. And if one gets if, the if drop, then he could, could just... If could stop time, but that would see, be fine. My thing is seven is indestructible. Like, Seven cannot be killed. It's been shown yeah. he cannot be killed. This man <laughs> is invincible. Also, if we're talking about mental acuity being in yes. there, like, Seven could just turn into Nine, walk up to Nine, and say, hey, <laughs> it's me, you, you need to throw yourself in the ocean, and Nine <laughs> would be like, okay. Fair enough. The baby is, like, super smart as well. Like, baby is just like... If Nine tried to fuck about baby, it would just be like, no. <laughs> like, you might you even say, well, the baby's asleep, but the baby has already... The, the baby has already reacted and woken up with instant psychic powers yep. in yeah. the times of duress. So, like, clearly you can't sneak up on the baby. Yeah. One yep. is unsneakable. Yeah. <laughs> it's also that one is just a plot device. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One is, yeah. That's why I put one in a separate tier list because he, he is just like... He, Banned he, in competitive yeah. play. Yeah, 100%. I will also say uh, there was a version of Cyborg 009 and I'm not sure exactly which one it was but there was a lot of art for it and it was very like I want to say like American comics-y like not in a good way like (laughs) in kind of a generic American comics-y way and it was supposed to be like more realistic or whatever and I was dying because everyone is like these like fucking He-Man looking ass versions of the characters and then one is still just a baby yeah. and they just can't like they're like we will rewrite everything to be as realistic as possible we will write out Computopia what about the baby the baby has to say the baby is <laughs> the required too important <laughs> I really want to know like they're gonna have an episode about baby at some point they have to no, like, just they built- oh sorry <laughs> This is like a Rob Leafield ass baby with like a fucking six pack and <laughs> pouches all Oh my all god, them. yes. The tiniest calves. <laughs> oh god. No hands or feet though, those are hidden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he has a baby with a blanket, so they just right, right. tuck the hands yeah. in there all the time. Swaddle him. Yeah, yeah. I wonder I wonder if the baby is going to end up being a Tom Bombadil situation, where it's just like, <laughs> well, we prefer if the author doesn't know understand the source of all the power in the universe. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. God, no, I, I feel like they're definitely going to explain the baby. I, they have I sat like on it for to. a long time, but yeah. I think it's going to happen. They, 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 even right. in the like clip show where they were like, oh, Gilmore doesn't know about the baby. That made me like, no, uh, there's definitely an episode where they go into the baby. <laughs> so, uh, folks at home, uh, if you haven't already, please get your bets in on whether or not they will explain the baby. Uh, <laughs> and if so, when's 30. baby? <laughs> when's baby? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, episodes 30 to 33, and... Um, Covered some real ground on that one. Too. Boy, howdy. Said, uh, I'm kind of glad that we're shit. not getting back to any sort of main plot because these kind of own. Wait, when did Black yeah. Ghost die? I mean, you know, quote unquote die. <laughs> uh, like, when was eight episodes episode? ago? Because they went into the god. No, they went into stuff after the god stuff. It yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like episode like 18 or something. Yeah, right? He's been dead for almost as long as he was alive so far. I, I feel dead. like we have passed like several podcasts of Black Ghost being like, in the background alive, like mentioned, but not appearing again. I, I miss Black Ghost. <laughs> we know he's alive. He was because that one, parties. The one guy said he was alive. So. Oh, he's definitely alive, but he hasn't like shown up. We've all been fighting the arms of Black Ghost. Yes. And also Gilmore's fucking bad maintenance. Spectre is haunting this podcast. 
<laughs> I know. I like how they're like originally they're like, oh, Gilmore would never. I, God, the fact that yes. Thor at the end of the episode says G- Gilmore would never endanger me with such stupid or ruthless experiments, and then immediately terribly <laughs> endangers Nine's mental health yeah. with his stupid experiments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, egg on Thor's face if it had been the real Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you asked the question. I'm pretty sure that if Thor had actually killed the real Gilmore, he would have just buried him there and never said a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He totally Has anyone seen Gilmore? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, like, yeah, if someone threatened to kill me with an upgraded cyber version of me, I would also just be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy for real. Like, <laughs> All right. Till next time, we got episodes 34, 35, 36, and 37. That's the ones. Uh, yeah. And how many episodes is this show? I think it's 50 something. I want to say it's like 50. 50 plus an OVA. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Huh. They're going to keep going somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's... incredible. Well, till next time, space anime. Space anime.